Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. The buzz of social media, at least the Twitter media, (laughs) in the last, I don't know, three days, two or three days, has been this post made by the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. It's pretty great. That I found to be entertaining, but a lot of people are really butthurt. Over this post, <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, like mega, mega butthurt. Like, okay, maybe, this. maybe if your sense of humor is like, oh, too soon or something like that. But still, I thought it was hilarious, and I'm a hilarious dude, or at least sometimes. I am. So let's describe the post. And Peakless is now joining us. Welcome, sir. Glad to be here. Uh, have you seen the post I'm about to describe? I have not. Oh, okay, oh, fresh. okay, fantastic fresh. post. Uh, okay, so the image is, and I, I, I presume it's an unedited image. Well, well, first of all, we should, you know, like give the background, right? John McCain died. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I presume it was a couple days ago, a few years back, or whatever. But yeah, the the warmonger, the you know guy responsible for you know way too much murder and bloodshed. Yeah. Bomb, uh, bomb, 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 Iran. That's that guy? the guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was good on precisely one thing, and that was torture. Which is exactly what oh, he so got Oh, so he was against for. it because yeah. he was a victim of it yep. at one point? I see. Uh, so McCain, this that's, photo. that's, the only thing that they would always push back on him for. The uh, the photographing question, I presume is, there, is an original. I don't think it was in like a Photoshop I or something. I believe it is an accurate original or, you know, screenshot of or whatever. It has Megan McCain, who is his daughter. Uh, sitting at his, what is presumably his coffin, wrapped in the American flag, and of course behind it is another American flag and some sort of podium or some other flag I don't recognize offhand, but, uh, and she's sitting there crying, uh, over her dad's coffin. And I believe that there might be video of that. And Maybe that, it's a screen grab. And that this that, is yeah. like, it's just, pretty low resolution. Yeah, like one frame or something of that video is, is my belief. Don't quote me on that. And I think that flag is uh, is the local state flag. Oh, from wherever the hell he's from? Yeah, I from? think that's uh, Arizona. Ah, uh, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So Libertarian Party of New Hampshire posted this image uh, to their account at, at LPNH. That is their official Twitter account with a simple caption of Happy Holidays. My gut reaction was like, maybe people are butthurt because sometimes... After a thing occurs, it can be too soon to make fun of that for some people. Not for me. Yeah, like, I, I think it's I like fair fun game of, right away as far yeah, as I'm concerned. I, I like making fun of things right away when it's fresh because that's when it's going to have the most Have impact. a damn sense of humor. Uh, I'm going to go with he's a genocidal monster that we no longer have to worry about. Yeah. yeah so, so you aren't like, offended by this? No, not in the least. Do you okay. find it humorous? Um, eh. Not especially. Okay. Let me say this. I think that I, I'm generally against grave dancing. I, I generally don't think that it's a, a kind thing to do, but I make an exception for monsters. <laughs> I, I don't consider people like John McCain, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, you know, John Bolton. You fill in the name of the monstrous, warmongering yeah. politicians, and there's plenty of them in overseas countries, too. Okay, oh, yeah. We're just talking about the U.S. here. Uh, you know, I... Some more blatant than others, and this one was one of the most blatant. These people are psychopaths who have no value for human life. They do not. I don't even know if they have feelings. I'm not sure if they're even human. They look human. 
And Megan McCain's acting human when she's sitting there crying over his coffin. But then in the next breath, she's calling for the death of Julian Assange. She's calling for the uh, the punishment for all kinds of uh, innocent, peaceful people all around the planet. This woman doesn't deserve any sympathy whatsoever. It's not well, like she's some sort of victim of John McCain. It's not like, you know, she's saying he beat her or abused her or something like that. Right. Or like, you know, she, she has his belief system. She believes in war. Mm-hmm. She is as much of a warmonger as he. It's just she's not an elected, you know, government bureaucrat. That's really the only she difference. Tried. Yet. Yet. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say yet. <laughs> yeah, no, the, uh, that, that was a whole big thing. She tried to get a nomination and just got destroyed in the polls. So Good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, so uh, you don't have a, a foot to stand on. You are trying to do the same genocidal mania that your dad did. And uh, good. Now, of course, the mainstream. Now, did you find this one funny when you first saw it, though? I didn't laugh out loud, but I am amused by the reactions to it. Yeah, I'm more amused by the number of butthurt people yeah. over this small tweet. It wasn't very many words, and nope. it was one photo. Keep it simple. And just everybody, majorly, not everybody, but a whole bunch of people got majorly butthurt well, and yeah. sparked all sorts of arguments and you know not just on twitter but other social media as many well. more memes well, as well and i don't know if you remember a year ago when uh when they uh did the the massive funeral like there was this huge state ritual to celebrate the life of of john mccain the snowflake is strong in this one <laughs> yes sir the snowflake is strong <laughs> yes indeed you're referring to the conservatives and surprising amount of libertarians who were butthurt over this that's the surprising part yeah we'll get into that but what's on your mind tonight ridley uh i have a lily tang williams update she's the free stater who's running for congress in new hampshire yeah she's running against a couple of sort of standard issue republicans uh lily is a free stater she's a libertarian activist who migrated here to new hampshire i'm told lily tang ain't nothing to f with she's pretty cool lady uh she's real i mean is it wrong to describe a chinese woman as a firecracker because that's how that's like one of the first uh terms that comes to mind when i think of lily tang williams she's got a lot of energy uh she's got a lot of principle from what i can tell kind of a firebrand yeah and she's moved here from china she escaped uh mao's communist china right to move to the united states i think she ended up in colorado prior to moving to new hampshire as part of the free state project and she's up against uh like like i said establishment republican candidates like the mayor of Keene, new hampshire who is running against her he's sort of the uh, nominee from uh, the governor governor chris sununu has sort of anointed this character and there's one other kind of standard issue Republican who's marketing himself as the 100% pro-Trump guy. So it's the 100% pro-Trump guy, the sort of milk toast, uh, you know, average Republican co- politician, the establishment, figure. the establishment guy. And then there's Lily, who is, uh, t- to her credit, she's not taken the low road, at least from what I've seen so far. We've been getting flyers, you know, these full color eight or 12 by 12 flyers or whatever in the mail uh and we've gotten a bunch from the other two guys and they're attacking each other they're ignoring lily completely on their flyers and lily's flyer came out today and it's just all about lily so she hasn't taken the road of you know the low road which (laughs) a lot of politicians do what were you what were you going to say about her dave so apparently this uh organization that was going to host a debate for sunday 
has decided not to host the debate because one candidate won't show up. And this whole, you know, oh, we're not going to have a debate kind of a thing reminds me of uh, the, was it the 08 Ron Paul run where they kind of had him on the national stage, but like at the kitty table. It was like the folding table with the folding chair <laughs> off to the side, but like the Republican and the Democrat got podiums. Yeah. Reminds oh, yeah. me of that. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, oh, wow, the the Liberty candidate didn't get an opportunity to uh, to join a debate. Shocking. I've mm-hmm. never heard of that happening <laughs> ever. Uh, anything else, Ridley, you want to share? Well, I should clarify. She is claiming that they won't host a debate. Uh, I don't have independent verification of that. Uh, and also, she's got another post. She says, uh, quote, Facebook is censoring me as a Republican congressional candidate. Mm, and surprise. Answer, I have 25,000 followers, but my post this morning about my endorsement got three likes, unquote. Oof, three likes on a post with tens of thousands of followers. Yeah, well, it sounds like the fix is in, uh, but you know what? I, it's going to be interesting to see how this race turns out. And it's, you know, I don't want to get too deep into political races here because it's not really relevant uh, to most people. But it is interesting to see whether or not the Free Stater candidates do succeed here in New Hampshire. And these are fairly high profile races. These are she's running for U.S. House uh, in this case. So we wish her the best. And thank you, Ridley, for the call tonight. Well, and regarding Facebook, didn't uh, uh, Zuckerberg confirm on the Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. that, yes, he indeed did uh Censor stuff yeah, was, uh, uh, at the behest of the FBI. Wasn't yeah, it about the Hunter laptop, the yeah. Hunter yep. Biden laptop? Yep. And he's like, oh, it's so political. And some people thought we needed to censor more. And some people thought we should censor much less. And it's like, how about you don't censor at all? You know, that's a pretty epic troll job, right? Like if you can get somebody who has, I don't know how many times the, the followers she has, but it's got to be multiple times, right? Like she's a, probably a fairly popular character. I- I actually don't know, and I mean, I I don't follow these types of people, so I don't really care about her like at all. She's a horrible uh, person. Yeah, I I realized I was uh, conflating uh, Megan McCain with Liz Cheney, which uh, I think that's an understandable mistake at any rate. Seven hundred and ninety-seven point nine thousand, so roughly almost eight hundred thousand followers of this war hawk. Why does she Harridan. have so many freaking followers? Because she's an awful human being, and people who because have principles John don't get McCain followers. John McCain is a war hero and the best of the best. <laughs> oh, well, plus she's uh, she's a conservative Get who me with a spoon. I don't well, find and, her. And she was uh, she's been involved with uh, news media, with corporate news media for quite a while. She's on The View, I mm-hmm. think now, which is a fairly popular women's uh, daytime television talk show. With Where's Wolf- the flushing sound when Wolf- you need Goldberg. it? <laughs> uh, Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. Hampshire account has, you know, there's no slouch, but it's only got 26,000 followers. So a fraction, a very small fraction of Ms. McCain's. Uh, there, yeah, so okay. it's, it's, right. it's impressive to have a, an account. I mean, that's great because there's no such thing as bad advertising. Right? I tend to agree, but there's a lot of people who got really mad who called themselves libertarians about <laughs> this. But the fact that they got a woman with 800,000 uh, followers to, to not only comment but also retweet their original tweet <laughs> is a tremendous win. So I have here the comments that she made according to Mediaite.com. I found the one where she, uh, where they show, I think, all of her responses. Are you going to do a Megan McCain voice? I don't know. I have no idea what she sounds like. Me neither. I just, you know, sometimes you do I voice. imagine she sounds hideous because <laughs> uh, she's a hideous human being. 
But so I guess the first post that she made was to say, this is hideous, even by Twitter's standards. And then she just she just retweets the original post. She then further says, this is the official liber- uh, Twitter account of the state of New Hampshire's Libertarian Political Party. I really fear for the future of the world and how we have come to treat each other, especially on social media. I hope no one ever does anything like this to any of you. She says in a third post, again, every time retweeting the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire's uh, tweet. I'm actually sadly used to this type of thing. My public grief and pain have become something comedians make YouTube videos about as comedy. She puts that in quotes. The worst part is what this does for other people in severe pain and grief. God forbid anyone displays it publicly and it's documented. Welcome to 2022. Wait, what, what was that last bit? God forbid anyone displays it publicly, meaning her pain and grief, and it's documented because people will make fun of you, is what she's saying. You, you can't have uh, and images. And you're helping. You are currently helping them make fun of you. Yeah, it's and the more she does it, the worse it's going to get. You you obviously don't believe what you're saying. Like you you are saying that it is that you cannot get away with publicly displaying your grief, and here you are publicly displaying your grief more than once, yeah. over, over and over and over again, and just, bringing more attention. Yeah. to this, I just want to say. Congratulations and kudos and way to go. Big thanks to whoever's running the Libertarian, uh, the New Hampshire Libertarian official Twitter yeah, account because yeah. I, how do the kids say that's based? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it is, it is totally a based move, in my opinion. And kudos to them for not being like every other slimy political you know account mm-hmm. that you know sort of caters to like everybody and isn't is afraid to like ruffle feathers oh, and yeah. you know not step on anybody's toes and all that kind of crap no this is the way change happens somebody steps forward and starts doing things nobody else will do thank you to whoever's running that account i agree and it's also important because it is a signal to those out there who are like us appreciative of this sort of signal, right? Yes. Because, like you said, a lot of these other people in politics, they're just trying to be careful where they step. They don't want to cross anybody. They just want to get their people elected and take little baby steps towards maybe making things a little bit more free. But the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire is just put it out there. This person is a monster, and you are the same, Megan McCain. You are the same as your father. You're not trying to be a better person. You are advocating for violence against peaceful people all around the world. You want to put Julian Assange away for the uh, the rest of his life for telling the truth. For your listeners who are just like AM listeners and committed libertarians, I think it's good to kind of put this into um, context. Why these um, uh, Mises Caucus guys um, in, in uh, Libertarian Party in New Hampshire so want to be so just, you know, horrifically assaulting to a person who's deserved it. Absolutely. Um, Megan McCain and her father, John McCain. Um, and it, it really goes back. This is this is a big tendency in, in the uh, kind of the, the right wing of the um, you know the po- populist libertarian movement. Because after after World War II, you know, in order to oppose the the, the New Deal and the progressive progressive movement, um, a bunch of different groups of people came to uh, create the conservative movement, the uh, classical liberal right libertarians, the uh, the anti 
communist, you know, war hawk police state guys. They just wanted to go out and get the communists wherever they are. And the, the Christian right. And um, libertarians kind of always seem to, when push came to stuff, take a back seat the whole time uh, to these other ideas. And there was just intervention after intervention, right-wing death squads, you know, doing the Cold War interventions and killings all over the world and do, going against the, the commie death squads and everything. And then after the um, Cold War ended, uh, the imperialism continued. The interventions and bombings continued. And then 10 years later, you get the war on terror, and that just has no real end in sight. Mm -hmm. um, so I think at this point, uh, the, on the right, there's really a, a, a ad appetite for actually holding these people to task, mocking them, ridiculing them. After all these people and after all these... You think, just to clarify what you're saying, you think the right wing has an appetite to ridicule John McCain? Absolutely. Remember, uh, wow. remember Trump during his 2016 campaign? Absolutely. Uh, first thing, Bold uh, move, Cotton. Yeah, yeah. Trump be, uh, didn't like him. That much is true. But it, I would be very curious like to know that. what makes you say that about the right wing. I mean, they they aren't they aren't they still warmongers? It's just you know they're they less warmongery when the Democrats are in charge. The populist, the populist has sent their troops generation after generation to die in the wars, and they're just sick of it. There's an appetite to stop these wars, stop these interventions. I mean, Obama said he was going to close Guantanamo Bay. Never yeah, happened. So, like, they're all liars. They all say whatever suits them in the moment to either help them get elected or reelected, and they do not give an F about anything else. Yeah, right. that's true. So what's the point you're trying to make here? Uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is that this is the, this is the big thing that differentiates libertarians and, and libertarians that see themselves on the right um, at, from the rest of the right. This is the defining issue. This is the one thing that they're not only good on, they're great on, and they're adamant on, and they have a lot of absolutely – I mean, and you, you can also hear it in, in your guys' voices, absolute hatred and disgust for these neoconservatives, which were the you know, descendants of the, uh, the, you know, the anti-communist interventionists. They, um, they absolutely have these opinions, hold them very strong, and – you know, as crude as they want to um, make their messaging, that uh, there's absolutely an appetite for exactly that. All right, so you're calling, you're, you're, you're cheering it on. All right, well, fair I, enough. I, I got to say, I think that the the whole label, and and I've thought about this over a period of years. This whole neocon, neoconservative, and, and uh, increasingly neoliberal labeling mm -hmm. is is a complete red herring. Well, like, like, oh, well, back in the day, conservatives believed all of this. It's like, really? Did they now? Or did they actually get us into more wars, tax the ever-loving bejesus yeah. out of us while telling us they were going to reduce taxes, increase the size and scope of the government while they were telling us they would do the opposite? Seems to me like uh, the classical conservatives were just as bad as they could possibly be at the that point. New boss Much is like the same the, as the old boss. Yep. Right. Yep. So like neocon or neoliberal, like, no, there's authoritarians. You can have authoritarian liberals. You can have authoritarian conservatives. Thank you, Penguin, for the call tonight. Yeah, and I don't, I don't buy this libertarian right, libertarian left kind of a thing. I think that if you're libertarian, I think you necessarily aren't left or right. I think they ought to set a day aside at least once a year to celebrate the deaths of all these neocons and, and all these warmongers. I think it's a great thing. It's, it's a celebration, man, as far as I'm concerned. These people do nothing for us. 
And I'm sick and tired of the whole divide between the Republicans and the demon rats. It's all of them against us. It is. is. What day do you think that holiday should be? Uh, The first thing that comes to mind for me, if we're going to celebrate, you know, the death of tyrants, uh, the first day that pops into my head is uh, 420 Hitler's birthday. (laughs) I was I was thinking, what do they call it? It's the day that, you know, you've worked all year long and then now you've paid your taxes. Uh, Tax Freedom Day. Tax Freedom Day. Yeah, I think that that, changes, of course, depending on the tax burden. How about November 5th? Remember, remember the 5th 5th of of November. November. Mm. Gunpowder, treason and plunt. John, anything else? About the 420, April 20th, Hitler. Yeah, I don't day. know. I mean, 420 is a that's, happy day. I mean, I guess. All right, all right. All it's not. Right, the, it's not the day but, Hitler died. That's the. That's his birthday. So the day he was born. And right. by the way, I just want to make clear. I, I'm not saying it's a happy day because Hitler <laughs> uh, was born. It's a happy day because 420 is a cannabis holiday. Yeah, it's man. the most Absolutely. well. Uh, there may still be some people in the audience that don't know what 420 just is. In so you to. know, yeah, just we so are in know. support of cannabis. <laughs> There's and anti. Hitler. Uh, yes. There's probably, cannabis. there's probably somebody out there right now growing a plant of marijuana, but like has tied the leaves into the swastika <laughs> or something. Honestly, that's it, that's got to be like the one trope I've never like heard worked into a uh, uh, like one of the uh, brand names of this strain of cannabis. What oh, were you yeah. saying there, John? Ask Danny Kush or whatever. No, right. I was saying, I think a lot of people that, that smoke, I don't, I don't think people really realize that 420 is uh, Hitler's birthday. Anyway. No. You'd have to be paying close attention to history a little bit. They and probably also don't realize 420 was, was the that. day of the Columbine High School shooting. Right. A lot of crazy things happened on 420 historically if you dig deep into it. Like, I bet you that's true of every day. Stuff happens historically true. every day. Yeah. Recently, uh, Mark Zuckerberg went on uh, Joe Rogan, and he flat out said that, you know, he flat out said FBI told him something was coming down the pipe or something like that, mm-hmm. and he said it met the pattern. So he said, unlike Twitter, that shut it down, that shut down the, uh, what's it called, uh, Hunter Biden crack type uh, laptop story, whatever, right. that it was a real thing. Uh, he said that FBI told us, so what we did, he said, is we shut it, shut down the uh, circulation of it, which means... Twitter, then, obviously, why did they shut it down? Probably, I yeah, mean, probably the, FBI. the FBI told them yeah. to stop this. So isn't, isn't that, first of all, isn't that fascism, number one, the merger of state and business? Yep, sure, yeah, is. sure is. It, 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 and two, even if it wouldn't have changed the election results, isn't it bad that they were even trying to change the election results? And I'm not a Trumper. Let me just make that flat out clear. Sure. He's a war criminal. I'm I'm not a trumper for anyone listening. Yeah, I, they're yeah. obviously trying to manipulate people, obviously, and and obviously trying to influence the election. I mean, clearly that's what they were trying to do yes, by sidelining very that, obvious that news story. Yeah. Anything right. else, Mitty? That's just what I say. And the way he said it, he said it like like it's saying, like it's just a normal, thing. just a matter of it's fact. Crazy. Oh yeah, the it's FBI comes in all the time. They tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, it figures because if you look at these people, they they shake in their little booties as soon as like anyone in the government like mentions that they might need to talk about anything sure. to them, like especially when they get, you know, called before Congress to talk about something like they mm-hmm. they are very well aware that these people can can make them out of a job real sure. quick. They can destroy them. They're so, a criminal game. And yeah. the the only businesses, at least in the geographic area known as the united states of america that are not in some way fascist are those that exist in the black market 
mm-hmm. specifically, and perhaps some in what we call the gray market. Yeah, I would I would say that uh, it is impossible to avoid fascism in a corporatist structure. Right. I mean, a, a corporation by its nature is a part of government. You have a government legal shield in order to operate as a corporation. And as such, the government tells you what to do. That's fascism. Right. You have combined government and uh, and private enterprise. And and Facebook has admitted as much. Uh, we know, of course, all of the banks are you know guilty as well, uh, particularly the central bankers, specifically. Uh, definitely, you know, fascism. And people are like, capitalism has failed. No, fascism has failed. And here's another one. This is what she said about it. This photo is the most pain I've ever been in. Physically, emotionally, worse than any moment of childbirth. I thought it was going to kill me, but I didn't. And it made me the woman I am today. I'm made of steel. To anyone who feels like I did here, it passes, I truly promise. And uh, just like to remind Meghan McCain that her father had bombs dropped on human beings. So if she thought it was painful to cry over her dad's coffin, well, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people have had to do the very same thing, but also put their father into the coffin, also pick up his ragged, lifeless body from the ground, or fathers picking up their children's ragged, lifeless body or parts of it. Somebody posted- Which I gotta say, in my opinion, is- necessarily worse picking up your children's body yeah, yeah. burying your oh, child yeah. is yeah. not, not the way to things do are supposed to go right but that happens like don't get me wrong uh, burying your parent isn't pleasant if you have any kind of relationship with them but it is kind of expected in just the way of life right uh there was video that um, bonnie one of our co-hosts uh, she posted recently i don't know who originally put it up but it was like security camera footage from inside some sort of Middle Eastern shop, and you can see there's people in the shop, and they're looking out the front windows. They're obviously staying in there for a reason. That probably jets going over or something. Something's going on out there. Uh, we don't get that perspective, but they seem to be kind of hiding out in the store. And there's there's kids in there, and uh, at some point a missile strikes right next to the the front of the uh, of the store. And then when the smoke clears, you can see the carnage in this in this footage. It's pretty yeah. horrifying. Uh, you know, one guy that's still breathing is kind of crawling away and leaving a trail of blood. The, the kids are apparently dead. And this woman had a tough time at a funeral. Megan McCain cried at a funeral. It was the hardest day of her life. There's more. She tweets again. How I survived the grief. God, friends, family, intense therapy, medication. People die all the time. I'm not trying to take away... Especially when Meghan McCain has a say in the matter. Yeah, I'm not trying to take away that it is difficult for a lot of people when they lose a loved one. There's no doubt about that. When people die, they're handled. Uh, their deaths are handled in different ways. And I've always appreciated the people that say, you know what, when I die, throw me a party. I don't want to have some awful wake and people viewing a casket and crying and you know that's what i say hey 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 the wake is actually the party right that's okay. what that's what we're saying though I mean, is like accurate uh, terminology is important sorry here. i didn't honestly i didn't like, know what a wake was i thought that was the whole thing where people are crying and, no, uh, no that's the funeral yeah uh, uh, okay yeah no the uh, the wake uh, the procession the, the uh, reception yeah. but the wake is the shindig like the irish have it right uh, you okay. should have a, a wake uh, a party to yeah. celebrate 
Like when Celebrate I die, the life yeah. When person. I die, I don't want people. I don't want a funeral. No. Right. I want a party. Throw a party. Yeah. Be like, Captain was a party dude. Throw a party. Exactly. Right. Exactly. This is what he would have wanted. That kind of thing. I'm gonna skip. She's got more. I mean, she posts two or three more times. I'm gonna skip to the last one here uh, because it's all about her grief. The, the other ones are all about her grief. Me, 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 me. And me, then me, in the last one, she says, "Also, it's truly a mystery why no one ever takes libertarians and their failure of a pseudo political party seriously." And then she's got the little winky guy with the th- uh, the tongue sticking out at that one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Weird. So, so um, the good news is, Megan, uh, we've got people here in New Hampshire who are like the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, who support the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. The Libertarian Party of New Hampshire is on the rise as far as its relevance within the Libertarian movement, and for good reason. They are one of the few Libertarian parties out there that really sticks to principle. Now, more of them have come in this direction in in recent years, mm-hmm. and even the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire was bad on yeah. imaging in, in the recent past. It barely even existed a decade ago, yep. uh, and now they've really kind of rev- revved things up, and they've done a great job. But one of the most important takeaways from this whole situation has been the filtering effect there have been a bunch of people who should know better people who call themselves libertarians and generally seem to be fairly decent libertarians who have who have wrung their hands about this publicly oh how could you how could the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire scrape so low as to as to make fun of this warmongering c-word yeah. hmm. Yeah, and I got to say, to all of the monsters out there, brace yourselves. I know you can't really talk about the case, but there yeah. was a pretty great write-up, I think, in the Keen Sentinel of all places that outlined uh, sort of the whys about the, the motions that were filed recently oh, okay. uh, with regards to a recent Supreme Court ruling about mm-hmm. how laws get made and how that affects the Crypto 6 case. Uh, the article itself was rather factual and didn't mm-hmm. wasn't like uh, a smear piece at all. Good. I think they maybe had a new writer or they mistakenly didn't put any slant on the article or something. But I, I was blown away by like the amount of factual information that made me feel like uh, the case is, you know, could take a turn depending on the findings of these motions. So I have a quick question on that matter. So the um, money that was transmitted that they're accusing anyway, um, the money they're referring to, is that U.S. dollars, is that cryptocurrency, or is that both? Um, like, which what which are they referring to as money in the accusation? I don't know. That's a good question. Right? Yeah. We won't know until they put their case on. Right? That's Because uh, uh, to my mind, uh, it, cryptocurrency has never officially been admitted to be money. Well, now that's going to be an interesting discussion that uh, will have to happen during the trial. But yeah, that's another interesting viewpoint on this. Herbert Walker Bush was the shooter of JFK. Really? Bold move, Cotton. I got to disagree with you on that one. Uh, So you're right about the upward upward angle. Um, It actually wasn't a bullet uh, because it was a shotgun. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I studied the JFK assassination thing for quite a while and noticed like, okay, here's where the official story always overlaps. Uh, one of, one of which is like, they always, always do the like one frame at a time of mm-hmm. the Zapruder film. And the thing is by examining the individual frames, you, you avoid the most important piece of information from that film, which is the rate because if you actually watch the original, uh, the rate of it shows that the car 
almost stops. So the driver was absolutely in on that thing. Mm. So, like, I mean, for one thing... like It's a lot easier to hit a uh, stationary target. Right, right. So, I mean, for one thing, if you're a getaway driver of any kind, you don't keep looking behind you. Like, you jam on the gas and try not to hit things getting out of there. Mm. Whereas that driver repeatedly looks back over his shoulder because he's got to find out whether or not he has to play his part. And there's there was then and is now a mark on the on the asphalt where he had to come to a near complete stop right in front of that uh, uh, drainage ditch thing uh, that. Uh, goes... So you believe what uh, Major Payne is saying is that someone shot from a drainage yes, ditch? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and one of the things, so like uh, the. Why wasn't it H. W. Bush? Why wasn't it H. W. Bush? Right. Uh, because it was actually uh, uh, just this teenage kid that did it. Um, so if you if you want to look into all of the like the uh, the whole detail of this thing gets uh, laid out in uh, JFK to nine eleven. Hmm. Um, and and who's the teenage kid? Was he another Patsy I, or something? I forget what his name is, but he was just this uh, you know this young tough, this little ruffian who was you know uh, getting in with the the mafia and trying to you, you mean know, the federal prove government. Himself. <laughs> no, no, no. The uh, the 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 uh, non-monopoly. The actual mafia, mo- mafia yeah. was involved. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so specifically on this one, um, the money came from the oil companies. Uh, the uh, all of the intelligence work and the planning came from the CIA, and the the actual shooters themselves, mm. the the assassins, were uh, were contacted by the uh, the La Cosa Nostra, uh, the Italian mafia, Sicilian mafia. Um, which had had uh, had direct contact with the CIA uh, and the army before that. So what had happened? Uh, World War Two. Uh, their instructions were to undermine all of the fascist uh, uh, power bases. But the only effective way of doing that was to get power from the fascist government back to the mafia. I know that New Mexico is going to follow suit with California. We're, we're going to be one of those states that are going to be hurried up to make all the cars electric because we've always been pumped up for electric charging stations and um parking spaces and all that hey sarah how do do they make the electric batteries for those cars slave labor i i don't know i guess they do it in china you know but i think a lot of the um you should you should look it up because a whole bunch of fossil fuels are burned well, right. Also, aren't yeah. a lot of the the uh, chemicals that they use in the batteries brought about through like basically slave labor in Africa? I or believe so. Like yes, there, there's something uh, to if that. I recall correctly. So, it's yeah. also part of why there was a war in Afghanistan was because that's where most of the lithium deposits that mm. uh, we wanted to get to were. But that's and, all okay with you, right, Sarah? And, and here's the thing. So, like, okay, you're using less oil, but okay, where do you think electricity comes from? Because we aren't allowed to make nuclear power, so mm. a huge amount of that is coming from coal. Yep. So you just have coal-powered cars. But not, not here in New Mexico. we got so much sunshine that we have solar-powered electricity. Yeah, do you know um, how, do you know how solar panels solar are built? Again, solar panel creation requires a significant amount of petrochemicals in order to work. Like, all of this is coming from oil, Sarah. Okay, here's the thing. Whatever that pollution that you're talking about with batteries and solar cells, all that is minuscule to the percentage of the the air pollution that get polluted from gasoline cars. 
So yeah, yeah, you know, it's a small. It's um, air pollution I mean, it's like coming a- from coal-fired electricity plants is pretty bad too. It sounds like Sarah's against pollution, and mm. if that's true, then Sarah should, in theory, be against the one organization that is the largest polluter on planet Earth. The U.S. military? L.A. voters to decide whether hotels must rent vacant rooms to unhoused Angelinos. A controversial measure that would require hotels in Los Angeles to provide vacant rooms to homeless people will go before voters in 2024, the city council decided Friday. City council, apparently. Maybe they get to this, but requires them to rent to them at a certain rate so a lot of this that was my isn't... thought is like are you, uh, is the city going to pay for these mm-hmm. uh, for these extra rooms here or are you just saying in order to have a hotel here's what you have to do a, a lot of this isn't spelled out clearly as to how it all is supposed to work oh we got to pass the bill before we find right. out what's in it gotcha but we'll find out it if we get to it if not i'll <laughs> i'll ad lib it for you okay. uh the council rejected an option that would have skipped the public vote and enacted the ordinance directly huh Surprise! Instead, voting 12 to 0 to send the measure to the ballot. The initiative is backed by the union Unite Here Local 11, which had already gathered enough signatures to place it on the ballot. The vote came after a lengthy animated public comment session with the majority of speakers opposing direct approval of the measure. Gee, wonder why. Well, it's, it allows the politicians to blame the people if this goes through. Right? Oh, well, we didn't do it. It's the will of the people. Under the proposal, hotels would be required to regularly report the number of vacant rooms they have to the city's housing department. Uh, a program a program, run through the department would then make referrals and pay, quote, fair market rate, unquote, for the lodging <laughs> using prepaid vouchers. Uh, okay. Mm, uh, hotels would be prohibited from discriminating against homeless Angelinos for their participation in this program or the fact or perception that they are unhoused. The proposal comes as city officials are gradually closing one of the signature programs set up to address the homelessness during the COVID-19 pandemic, Project Room Key, which turned multi-story hotels into makeshift shelters. And we covered that on Free Talk Live when it was going on during the COVID thing where they were like, oh, and they took over some hotels that were, you know, maybe they were teetering on business or whatever, and they didn't have anywhere to put the homeless. So they're just like, whoa, we'll put them over here. The idea of filling vacant rooms on a voluntary basis at some sort of a discount or paid for by charity uh, reminds me of when like Uber first came to be, Mm. right? They were like, oh, there's an excess of empty seats in vehicles. (laughs) How do we leverage that Mm -hmm. and make that into a business, right? Uh, That benefits everybody, right? Mm. And it was cheap and, you know, it almost put taxis completely out of business Mm. in some places until government stepped in. So I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, and I was I was a little taken back. You're like, this might be a good idea. And I'm like, what? And then, oh, if it were voluntary, right? Yeah, that is the caveat. Yeah. We will never know if this was a good idea or a terrible idea because we're going to keep doing it or not doing it regardless of the effect. Yeah. Uh, the proposed program has no designated source of funding and would be contingent on funding being secured by July 1st, 2023, according to a report 
from the Los Angeles City Attorney's Office. Well, they'll figure that out. They'll raise taxes. Yeah, of course they will. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the proposal's backers had gathered enough signatures to get the measure onto the ballot, the council had three options when it came up Friday. Adopt it into law directly, call a special election, or place it on the ballot during the next regularly scheduled election. Under election timing rules, that would be March 5th, 2024, the primary. Oh, wow. Okay. If approved, the proposal would also require new projects with more than 100 rooms or units to obtain a conditional use permit that would take the market demand for hotel and community impacts into consideration. A new license. Come again? Ah. A new license. For all new hotels. If this thing is approved, the proposal would also require new projects, new hotels, with more than 100 rooms or units to obtain a conditional use permit that would take the market demand for hotel and community impacts into consideration. Yeah, this new proposal about uh, people not having to pay their debts when they got college loans mm. and making the taxpayers pay it instead. Mm. I've heard plenty of outrage in it over this obvious injustice. I think the only way it could positively... Shall I go turn my radio down? I can't hear it. You're fine. Okay. The only way it could pos- possibly have a thin veneer of plausibility is if the ex-students were allowed to take the colleges to court and sue them for criminal fraud for te- for teaching them, a- giving them an education and pretending it was going to help them get a job when it doesn't. And that's the mm. only way we would have any plausibility at all. Yeah, and I mean, the government certainly caused this overpricing of college tuition by by doing something that they call guaranteed student loans. And what this does is uh, it says that if the student defaults on the loan, then the government will pay the school and then the government will, in effect, be the debt collector. And then uh, the real caveat there, of course, is that if you have this type of debt and you fail to pay it, you cannot write that off by filing a bankruptcy. It does not go away. There is no forgiveness of that. Right. So even if the rest of your life completely falls apart, you can't get a job, you can't start a business, and you file for bankruptcy where all of your debts are forgiven, all of your debts except for mm. the student the loans, one. because the government is now uh, your master in that respect. So they literally caused this whole thing to happen, and now they're trying to pawn it off on, well, everybody else without actually addressing the problem. And they are, I presume they are going to print money in order to pay these rather than just wiping the debts off the books, right? Mm, right. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and I, I'm glad that you pointed out the the only like major leg that it has to stand on in terms of like, okay, well, these students were defrauded about this education. Sure. But the fact of the matter is, Jill, that we don't have a functional court system. Like I, I'm not sure how much attention you pay, but uh, to to this particular aspect of government, but uh, our courts are terrible, and especially when it comes to like taking to court like a a, a fundamental institution mm-hmm. of of government and uh, training people. Good luck. Yeah, right. I mean they're, they're it, it never makes... going to let it come out that it that it's just common knowledge that that our our schools are are useless. I'm just uh, calling about some Bitcoin information. I'm I'm kind of. St- started to get into uh, investing in it. And I'm just nice. wondering what kind of safeguards are in place for 
let's say you don't have internet access mm-hmm. for some, you know, for some reason, let's say the, you know, worst case scenario, they start shutting down, you know, the government starts shutting down uh, internet access for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And so how do you still use Bitcoin if that's the case? There's a, there's been a couple of experiments done recently too. Uh, and folks continue to work on these ideas. Uh, Bitcoin has been successfully transmitted via radio recently, mm-hmm. like within the past year or so. Packet radio, ham packet right. radio. Yeah. Right. And so that is you know one method. Um, technically, because it's just information, as long as a digital device can communicate with another digital device, doesn't have to be over the internet. Mm-hmm. Could be through Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Could be through you know some other form of communication between mm-hmm. devices. Uh, a local mesh uh, Ethernet, a mesh network, mm-hmm. right? As long as two devices, digital devices, can communicate with each other, a transaction can still occur. The internet makes it so that. Uh, all of the miners uh, agree, so it's a, definitely a key piece, but I think that worrying about the Internet not being available for some reason is one of these uh, edge cases, as they call as they call it. The, the odds of the Internet going down, pretty low, but even if it does, you're going to have bigger problems than spending your Bitcoin. Right. Yeah, that much is true. Although I would I would add this in uh, here on Free Talk Live, we love alternative currencies. We do. And so I was actually just listening to the Free State Project's YouTube channel today. They had the uh, Goldback presentation from the Porcupine Freedom oh, Festival. Nice. The, I gotta on, go watch on that. stage presentation. Mm. I thought it was really excellent. Uh, so I think that yeah, in the event of the worst case scenario, the, sh- the internet gets shut down. Usually it doesn't last forever, even in the most tyrannical countries, right? The, they shut it down while a protest is happening or something like that. But they bring it back because the government needs the Internet, too. Right. Uh, but uh, but even in the worst case, as long as the Bitcoin blockchain exists in at least one place out there, it still exists. And, of course, there's thousands of people that have copies of the blockchain. There's thousands of what they call full nodes. Uh, you were talking to a gentleman a few minutes ago about Bitcoin. Yeah. And... I have been telling people for the longest time that eventually our currency will eventually go digital. Mm-hmm. Money will be gone. The paper currency will be gone. Um, as far as his concerns with the Internet, as long as you have a key, it's locked or, like you said, stored into a wallet <clears throat> or uh, it'll go into the cloud, into like a safety deposit box type thing. It's not going away. Nope. And one of the reasons why I say that is if you're paying attention to, like, BlackRock Institution, they just bought one of the biggest cryptocurrency companies in Miami, Florida. And also MasterCard just announced that they are going to have a credit card <clears throat> specifically towards uh, cryptocurrency so you can make your payments through their credit cards, which is run by their terminals so yeah mastercard has been dabbling uh in some areas of bridging the well, going, the crypto they're divide in. they're going all in on this one hmm. and if interesting you a little bit more your amazons your walmarts uh your target uh your bigger companies they have been hiring crypto professionals because everything is going to, you'll be able to pay for everything digital or through crypto. Well, they haven't called me. 
<laughs> well, that is, I hope the I must direction. Not be an that, expert. I, I want to say, I hope that uh, that's the direction that things go. Uh, but unfortunately, on the other well, side of the coin, you've got the government goons in the Federal Reserve that are talking about launching what they call a CBDC or a right. central bank digital currency. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try to right. shove that, that down Americans' throats. And that is total central control over uh, currency. And you think the government's bad now with inflation. It'll be even worse when they Correct. can inflate at the flick of a switch and delete people's accounts whenever they want to. And there's a, a big psyop to get people to think that these are all the same thing. Right. Right. CBDC uh, is just another kind of digital currency, which is the same as a a blockchain, which is the same as Bitcoin. The reason that that, that the economy is where it's at right now is because they are having to adapt to the existence of cryptocurrency. Mm. So, I mean, if they keep printing money the way they have been doing, then so much money will end up flowing into cryptocurrency at this point that Mm. it'll just it'll uh, hasten adoption more than they can stand. So right now they have the quantitative tightening. And one of the effects of that is that it it really uh, tones down how much people want to invest invest into cryptocurrency lee thanks for the call tonight man i do appreciate hearing one, from one more yes, one sir. more thing before quick. You go. quick quick Take one more um aren't we and i'll be real quick and you can explain it but aren't we as the people um aren't we capable of suing our own governments for shoving our economy and everything down the no, they run the courts. So you're essentially asking them to rule against themselves, which they almost never do. I mean, you can you can try it, but uh, you're just going to throw yeah. money at lawyers. Many have tried and many have failed, and it's very rare that somebody actually wins in that type. The of only way out of this is to protect your wealth by, as you're pointing out, you know, get into cryptocurrency, look at precious metals, get your money out of the dollar, yeah. and put it into something that they don't control. Otherwise, seceding is the only political solution from uh, the United States. So, turns out every time they investigate themselves, they find that they're uh, that there was no wrongdoing. Real quick, to your other caller, if he's still listening, if he's a buyer and a trader in the cryptocurrency, he has to keep track of every sale that he makes. His accountant will be pulling his hair out if he's trading every couple of minutes, every couple of minutes, because you got to have your. Yeah, it's so unrealistic to expect people to do that. I mean, the the government is just ridiculous at what it's demanding out of people, and there's no way anybody could keep track of that. And they have specifically gone out of their way to make sure that they don't tell you what the heck this is or which rules apply to it. It's very confusing. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, Listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.